You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Ruth Catra. Well, hello everyone. Oh, God. We are actually going back to Austria. I was in fits with your story because, yeah, Austria. Right. I had these parents, funnily enough, um, that. They were absolutely fabulous. They had this weird idea about holidays, which is you packed this ghastly little 1970s DAF automatic. It's run on an elastic band. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, well, they don't make them anymore. So they'd pack this to the brim. We'd have, um, we'd have a ferry booked to go across to the continent, as it was then, which was usually Holland, and a ferry booked back for three weeks later. So because of various things that happened and they were retiring, I was always their chauffeur. <laughs> so right, up they say is, we'd like to spend three weeks on the continent. Um, we'll all choose somewhere to go. Um, you're driving? Yes, yeah, you'll drive fine. Lovely, well done, Ruth. So I was the chauffeur. So off we go. Now, the thing about my parents was you were more inclined to go somewhere that you thought looked rather nice. You might have a couple of cities in mind, you know, like Vienna or Paris or somewhere like that. But on the whole, they never booked anything. You hoped to come across a bed and breakfast, you know, start looking about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So lovely, yes, off we go, absolutely loaded down in this blasted little automatic car, thinking, let's hope it gets up and down, you know, carries on, fine. So one day we actually knew we were in Austria, because half the time we didn't know where we were. My mother had this lovely habit of saying, I wonder what's round the next bend, shall we see? Yes, mother. So this particular day, we were in Austria, so we've got that right, you know, for once. And she said, oh, what a pretty little bridge. I wonder where it leads. Huh. Okay, so I reverse this, you know, into reverse. Off we go. And I go across this pretty little bridge, and it's lovely, and there's a little babbling brook, and there's lovely grass going down to it and lots of beautiful trees and it's so pretty oh well we'll go along here and have a look we'll just see what's around the next bend so off we go and we're going around these bends and it is absolutely lovely and it starts climbing a little bit and we think <laughs> yeah lovely fine there's lots of parking laybys and all that sort of thing so it's only a small road and if anything comes the other way there's plenty of room to Fine. So we carry on, and I think mm, it's getting a little bit steeper here, isn't it? Um, there's not quite so much 
grass going down to the river. Oh, my God, the road's ended. And we were just sort of in the car, and I said, okay, they've obviously run out of road. We'll just turn round when we can. And it was all sort of rubble, and it was just getting sort of steeper by the minute. And I thought, fine. You know, it's a car run on an elastic band. What could possibly go wrong? I hated this thing. Anyway, so we're going sort of up and up. None of this lovely sort of you go round these hairpin bends just like that. Oh, no, just round the mountain. And then the road got really uncomfortable in that you realised it was a sheer drop down to the river that now looked like, you know, a raging torrent. And it was all sort of carved out of the side of the mountain. And it was getting steeper by the minute and there was no passing bays. We'd, we'd got past the point of reversing down the mountain. I mean, who wants to reverse? And then bits of the road were falling away, you know. <laughs> and then there was this great big overhang where they'd obviously chiseled into the side of the mountain. Well, by this time, my parents and I were going along like this, all sort of trying to lean right, you know, because we didn't really like what was on the left-hand side. And I gave up caring about the car, you know, because some of these chiselled-out bits were at that angle. And I thought, if I take the roof off, I really don't mind. <laughs> and then I was getting so much closer to the edge of the mountain as it went up and up and round that I thought, who cares about the odd door? You know, I really don't. And I, I was reaching this point where hands are on the wheel, eyes are definitely focused there. You really don't want to know what's going on over there because bits of it are falling away. And it's now turned into the Canadian rapids and I'm at the top of the Rockies. And it was absolutely... My internal organs all stopped working. The only thing that was working was my eyes slightly to the right on the road and my hands right behind. And we just kept going up and up and oh, I thought, I can't believe this. And my parents were just sort of, you know, leaning to the right. We are not going to fall off the left. So eventually, after several miles, there's a hotel. <laughs> of course there is. There's a hotel on the edge of this canyon. We pull into the car park. The car park is so steep that I cannot actually leave the car because not only do I have to have the brake on, I have to have my foot on the brake as well to stop it. And I'm thinking, if this hotel has any beds, I've got to find something to wedge the car up against. So my mum comes out and says, they haven't got any room. But there's another hotel a couple of miles up the mountain. I thought, what? I hear their right mind, you know, come. Oh, anyway. So, right, fine. So, out the car. And it just, it just is absolutely 
you know, we're sort of stuck in this position with sort of no brain power whatsoever apart from hugging the mountain. We emerge at the top of the mountain as this, excuse my French, but bloody great chalet hotel on top of this mountain. And we just, we just look at it and I'm trying to prise my hands off the steering wheel, but having, you know, I've, I I have vertigo anyway, <laughs> so I was really not happy. And we just sat there, and my mother, dear little woman, nothing like me, she was really nice. <laughs> she says, if they haven't got a room, I am sleeping in the car. And we're just really silent. My dad and I go, quite together and then I go there's no way I'm driving back down that this time and I don't care I'll sleep under the bar whatever went in they said we've got one room left I mean excuse me oh never mind so so when we go this one room they said it's a double room with a child's bed I'll take it I'll take it I am not going anywhere how am I doing have I got time still Oh, excellent. So, fine. They had a disco in the basement. They had everything. There were about four other chalets there. I got pissed on glue vine. The world looked a lot better. Came out in the minute, in the morning, and, oh, yeah, gentle rolling, loads of alpine flowers, very sound of music. Great. Fine, lovely. I spoke to them about the road. I said, oh, is there another way down? No. Oh, we go down, up and down it every day. Someone goes and gets the Milton papers before breakfast. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Well, it was easier getting down. And this was lovely. And then my parents said, well, we will actually look at a map. And the next mountain we go up, we'll make sure it's, you know, proper road and everything. So the next day, up we go up a proper lovely windy road up to the top of this mountain. And the engine gave out. And I had to freewheel the whole way down a mountain. And I loved it. And my parents were absolutely petrified. Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.